0: Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Water. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Divorce, a Spiritual Infraction Occurring in the Natural. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode three of three. You will have to reference a previous message to maintain some perspective as to where this one is taking off from. So now we see the mystery that Paul was talking about, and that is that the until death do you apart, marriage we enter into on earth is a type and a shadow of the eternal marriage we will be entering into with Jesus. Now I was going to put this at the bottom of the message, but decided to voice it now as there's no time better than now, right? Would you marry someone you did not know? Surely someone would as we have stupid TV shows showing this very thing. Now what chance does a marriage have when taken in this manner if when we spend a considerable time in preparation of a traditional marriage, marrying the right one, and it, being marriage, falls apart 50% of the time? We may be so stupid as to entertain ourselves with such foolishness, or think that it is cool to minimize such an institution, such as marriage, but God doesn't think like we do, now does he? Thank him for him being him and not us. I'm going somewhere here. No, you must know the person before you enter into a lifetime commitment. Well, it's the same way with Jesus, as we see in the scripture below. You must be authentically born again. John 3, 3, 6. In the kingdom of God, you cannot marry that which you do not know. And he will not join himself to anyone who does not know him. It is an impossibility. Look at Revelations nineteen seven. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. You will not be making yourself ready for him if you are not born again. There won't be any dating in heaven. His wife is down here making herself ready. He left her a book to help her to do so. In a previous message, I discussed the importance of knowing God and how critical it is that we spend our time doing so. After salvation, it is our number one priority. It is in this journey that we get to know and prepare ourselves for the eternal marriage. It's not just about getting saved. It's about getting to know Him after you get saved. Matthew 22, one And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king, who arranged the marriage for his son, and sent on his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding they were not willing to come. Again he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who were invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it, and went their way, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized the servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious. And he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out to the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there, who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. So I have heard the, But he's not saved, or she's not saved, as if it might justify divorce. The three cores that deal with the unequally yoked either when they got married or if one gets authentically born again at some point in the marriage and the other does not. But let's first look at another scripture, lest the yoke be upon you, and you respond contrary to the three cores' recommendation. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Again, as we have covered in the top story of this building, this isn't just talking about a natural unholy union. Righteousness doesn't exist in the natural state of a person. They live in the right and wrong world, in the good and evil world, in the dark, not the light world. 1 Corinthians 7.11 But even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried, or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. 1 Corinthians 7.12 But to the rest I, not the Lord, say, If any brother has a wife who does not believe, and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. 1 Corinthians 7.13 And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. So now doesn't it seem that marriage is about more than a natural union with a person of the opposite sex? I mean, if it was about getting along, those three wouldn't exist. If it was about having good company or a trouble-free life, nope. It is so much bigger, which is why we shouldn't just throw it away so quickly. So let's look at the price paid in the natural, even though the spiritual cost is above the counting. So I probably don't need to go into the destruction that a divorce leads to, or chat about the emotional cost to all involved or the financial ruin that accompanies that very bad decision. Well, there are reasons a person can, or maybe should, get a divorce. Cheating or imminent threat to life or limb. Property can be replaced. Some of you listeners, not hearers, but listeners, might say that I don't live by Christian rules or I'm not obligated to. Right, but so far I've not made any distinction of the pain and suffering between believers and non-believers. Every negative issue that always follows a divorce is a non discriminatory issue. All are nearly destroyed because of the process. I will say that in my now 37 years of marriage, we've had our deciding moments whereby we weren't sure we would make it. Life is seriously messed up a good part of the time that you dwell on this planet, and it presents a plethora of opportunistic challenges. Oh, if we would just take account of the daily infractions that occur against humanity, animals, the entire planet. The destruction and stench of death follows us in our decisions and activities. I know some of you just hung up on me. I get that most of us won't start a war with another country, but we'll have no problem raising our kids up telling them that God is not real and that they are free to live any old way they choose. In each successive generation... We seem to be moving further and further away from God, all the while believing that this will not have a negative impact on the planet or human race. Your kids should be raised to be a better version of you. No, it won't save the planet or prevent wars, but the benefits far outweigh the series of events we currently have going on on this planet. I'm not going to go into specifics because I know each of you have the ability to interpret the signs of the time based on first-hand knowledge. Even for many of you, you have your own experiences. So where are we, Ken? Is this a God message or one on divorce? Both, because without the one, the other struggles unnecessarily and is surely doomed even if it lasts all of your natural life, because as I've stated above, marriage in the natural is a type and a shadow of an eternal marriage. I know, I know. Statistically, they can say divorce is near the same percentage among Christians as it is with non-believers. But that issue is dealt with in my message about church purpose and about equipping the saints for the work of ministry. So perhaps you would say then, why do I need God if my chances to stay married are no better if I were a Christian? Great question, and every Christian who hears that question now knows the cause and effect of making the choice to give up on a Christian marriage. If the downside of divorce is not enough for you to reconsider, then perhaps I should let you in on a secret. And it's only a secret because we, the church leadership, have failed to equip the saints for the work of ministry. The devil is absolutely interested in destroying your marriage because you stand to reproduce something that cannot be destroyed. Yep, this is true of both sides, whether you are a believer or not, which is that everyone who gives birth to a child is giving birth to an eternal being. Yes, God gave finite man the ability to create something eternal, something infinite, and that is a child. You see, we all live forever. Whether it is with God or in hell, is your choice. The fact remains that one day you will shed your old body, and you yourself will live forever. We have been rescued from the worst fate that has fallen on creation, and that is eternal separation from God. Additionally, when the authentically born-again child grows up in God, they will be another enlisted soldier to fight against the things of the kingdom of darkness, along with the kingdom of God, and all of those who went before them. Yes, at a basic level, we are reproducing soldiers to eventually participate in a spiritual battle, all the while getting to know God. So many of you now see, or should see, why God hates the wars. He gave us the gift of creating something eternal. And when we destroy the marriage necessary to create the holy union with God's kingdom, he doesn't take it lightly. I'm aware that some of you are concerned that I will now obviously touch on a subject that stirs up heaven and hell, and that is abortion. Many pregnancies happen outside of wedlock, or in times where you feel that you are not ready to take on the responsibility of a relationship. In terms of the being ready to take on the responsibility, just stop having sex if you are not ready. You could also stop recreationally sleeping around, hiding behind the lie that it is essentially the single life. I have heard and read that another reason for giving your virginity away to a weekend dog that you do not know is to believe in the most stupendous thing ever stated from a person's face, that is that you are practicing for your future husband or wife. Could you imagine anything in the animal kingdom thinking so low, so ridiculously low? Now, I was a single fool, too. Oh, how I wish that God would have intervened on my so stupid decision to get my first time away to a nobody. When I say nobody, I mean that. That person had no investment in me, nor I, with her. First Corinthians 6, 16 We were less than dogs. For we know even many animals stay faithful to one partner. You should never let a fool persuade you into dogdom. It is a decision you will never forget. So this thing of abortion is nothing more than a strategy devised by Satan to reduce the army of God before they get old enough to fight against his kingdom of darkness. Militarily, you can see that this is a brilliant strategy. We do the same thing when fighting against other nations, but not so much in America. But this is still the practice in many nations. Kill the women and children so that they cannot reproduce. You see, I think because the devil knows that we are a protected nation against our enemies by God, he devised another way to reduce the army. Take them before they're born. You see, that's what this is about. Divorce leads to broken families and can lead to all kinds of lustful practices. Suicide is another strategy Satan has to remove a soldier of God and all kinds of other sins. Abortion does nothing more than kill the potential future soldiers of God. You see, the baby lives forever and will be with God. But God has a purpose for that baby, and so as He is fighting against the devil and our faulty human nature, He intended us to raise up that soldier down here, not for us to send them back to Him before they even get a chance to participate in His great and awesome plan. Stay married even if you are not saved. The pain of divorce affects the believer and non-believer alike. But if you are an authentic Christian, then ask God to give you a revelation of this message and ask Him to impart its intended purposes for you deep within the marrow of your bones. Jeremiah 28.9 Well, that's it for today. It is a bit longer and it's finished, but I wanted to divorce myself from this message. So as to get to the next one, Bet you didn't think I could do that, did you? (laughs) Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through in the people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in Deep Waters.